trusted, for he keeps his promises to every generation. great shout of joy to Yahweh. Go ahead and do it, everyone, everywhere. Worship Yahweh with gladness. Sing your way into his presence with joy and realize what this really means. We have the privilege of
everybody. So great to see you this morning. I know it snowed, but uh, God is good, and we're here to celebrate the goodness of God. He's done great things for us, and he's got a great year planned for you. Amen. Father, we just give you thanks and praise for your goodness and your mighty presence. We lift up your name in this place, and we exalt you, Lord, and thank you for being in our midst. And we just give you the glory that you are worthy of in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's worship the Lord together. Amen. Let's stand together. Now, this first song we're going to be singing is one of our originals that was written by Abby and Devon right here. So sing it with us. We sang it one or two times before, but you're going to love it. It's a good song for us to sing on the first year, first Sunday of this year. Amen. Raise up a sound, the whole world round, every nation in town. His kingdom has come and dominion belongs to the church. I know Jesus is standing when he comes again. He touches mankind with his
worship you in this house. Oh, we worship you. Come on, let's just lift our hands in this atmosphere. Let's create an atmosphere of worship. Oh, we put our trust in you, Lord. It's you that we hold on to. It's you that we see in the future. It's you that's right here with us, Lord. I sing praises to your name.
Hallelujah. What a joy and an honor it is, Lord, to come into your holy of holies, to worship at your throne, the one true God. And Lord, thank you for saving us by dying on the cross. Thank you for raising from the dead. Thank you for having a name that's greater than any other name. Oh, Lord, we bless you in this place. We bless you in this place. You are worthy, Lord. You are worthy. Hallelujah to your holy name. We glorify and honor you, Lord. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Lord, you are an awesome God. Thank you for being the God-man for us, the one mediator. And Lord, we thank you for being here and thank you for speaking to us. I have called you out of darkness and I brought you into my light. I've called you to myself and my blood makes you right. I've called you for something great and I can unlock the desires of your heart. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Well, you may be seated. Thank you, Signature Worship Team. What an amazing praise team that we have. Hallelujah. Well, it's a good day to be with God's people. Amen. I know many weren't able to make it today, but that's okay because you're here. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, we have a, a new confession. We like to emphasize a subject every quarter. And uh, this one highlights some benefits of righteousness. Amen. So what we like to do is invite you, uh, all of us, to say this uh, confession together that's based uh, in God's word. Let's make our confession. The, the righteousness, righteousness of God, God comes to us as, as we, we put, put our faith in Jesus Christ. Christ. Righteousness, righteousness is a gift the, the Lord, Lord has given, given to us who trust in him as Savior and confess Jesus as Lord. God made Christ, who never sinned, to be the offering for our sin, so that we could be made right with God through Christ. Through righteousness, we are acceptable to God, and we are given a new nature that is clean and holy. Righteousness transforms us in Christ. God is able to rescue us, his righteous people, from the things that would overwhelm the wicked. We expect God's blessing to rest on us, and we believe our righteousness will release strength and favor to our city. As we pursue righteousness, we shall experience abundant life. As we walk in righteousness, we shall possess a lasting reward. We shall be filled completely with the fruits of righteousness that are found in Jesus, the Anointed One, bringing great praise and glory to God. At Victory, our vision is to reach out beyond our walls with the message of salvation, hope, and inheritance. 
to proclaim the uncompromising word of God, to build a strong body of believers, and to encourage relationships in a loving atmosphere. We activate God's word to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. At Victory Christian Fellowship, we are inheriting God's promises and experiencing their benefits. Amen. Good morning, BCF. Woo! Okay. I just feel like power is in the air right now. Like electricity. Okay. And many of you know me. Some of you do not know me. But I love the snow. And I am so excited that it snowed. And I'm even more excited that we have church and snow both at the same time. Okay. So speaking of snow... If um, church would ever be canceled for any reason, right, um, we want to make sure that you know about it so you don't show up and all the doors are closed and the lights are off, okay? So there will be service alerts posted on Facebook and our social media and everything, and we'll send out an automated call. So if you are not sure if you're on the list, we have little cards that you can fill out just to double check, or you can always, like, reach out to Lisa Schmidt, the church office and everything, and she will make sure that you are on the list, okay? Okay, I'm so excited. Tomorrow, Monday, January 8th, because today's the 7th, the High Value Woman Group is happening, and I'm very excited for it because I'm part of it. And you should be part of it too, okay? Um, Dr. Fiona has a Facebook group, and we do Zoom calls, and we get all sorts of amazing information. We've learned about vision and mission, and intrinsic motivation, and drama, and conflict, and how to be a high-value woman in the world. So you want to participate. If you are interested in signing up, um, you can sign up on the website. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so you can sign up on the Fiona Inc. website. If you need help finding anything, let me know. I help with technology all the time, okay? All right, and then Tuesday, we got lots happening on Tuesday, right? Okay, in the afternoon is this generation. That's the middle school program, and the kids come for an hour out of the middle school, and they have a wonderful time learning about the Word of God, their identity, their gifts, talents, abilities. It's awesome, and that's an afternoon. And then in the evening is new generation Air Force, And that starts at 6 p.m. And we have a wonderful time. Tuesdays is a great day. The whole day is just fabulous, okay? (laughs) Um, And for Palazzo Creations, we always have new items. And, like, there's new coffee back there, too. So feel free to check that out as well. Like I said, the youth group, we're always, like, doing something new, right? It is a new year, and there are new things happening all the time. Because God is a creator, right? So since we mirror him, then we are always creating new things as well. So there's lots happening. Which reminds me, our podcast, okay? New Generation Air Force has a podcast. And we used to do it Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. But now it's seven days a week. Isn't that awesome? We are on lots of different platforms. I forget all the platforms, even though I'm the one who posts them. So... (laughs) But it's everywhere. I know it's on Apple Podcasts, it's on Amazon, it's on Pandora, iHeartRadio, all the major platforms you can find it by searching for it. And we post it on social media as well, so you can listen to it. They're like 10 to 15 minutes long normally. 
ish, okay? <laughs> All right. Then on Wednesday, Wednesday we have Wednesday night refreshing, and that's at 6.30, and it's wonderful. It's refreshing, just like the snow. <laughs> and then on Thursday, Thursday we have Bible adventure. So that is kind of like this generation, except it's on Thursdays, right? They're similar programs. In my head, they are at least. <laughs> I don't know. I don't normally attend because I'm also in school at those times. So it's awesome that the kids get to leave school for an hour. So Bible Adventure is geared towards the elementary schools, third through fifth grade. And I know they sing, like, lots of songs, and they have a wonderful time. They have prizes. Kids are getting saved all the time. It's fabulous. So if you are interested in volunteering, by the way, with any of these programs that we have running, you can check with the church office. Miss Lisa will get you hooked up. Okay. And then Saturday, we're just cruising through the week. <laughs> Saturday, January 13th, is the youth breakfast. And I'll be teaching, so it's a good thing I do these announcements. <laughs> it's a good reminder. We are focusing on the book of Romans for this year. That's like our youth group theme with, like, being fulfilled and everything. So I'll be teaching on Romans. I know that. <laughs> So that's at 9 in the morning from 9 to 11, and we have a wonderful time fellowshipping with one another. All the youth are invited. Also on Saturday is the VCF Palmyra Square that is happening. So that's going to be happening on the second and fourth Saturdays of the month. So we play worship music. We hold up signs. All the cars honk their horns and wave at us, and we just spread the love of Jesus and let people know about VCF and all the things that are happening, because there's a lot happening. All right, and then I have one more announcement. Everybody ready? Okay. It's a save the date announcement. So April 19th and 20th. Anybody want to guess what it's for? <laughs> okay. It is for the women's conference we're having. And we're announcing it because people are very excited, and word is already starting to get out. So now this is the official announcement, okay? And you can sign up. There's early bird pricing until February 1st, and it's all about building your house with purpose. So that is what we know. It's going to be great. Invite everybody you know. Okay. I think that's all the announcements. I want to share with you what I learned, though. It's super simple. Your brain is programmed to look for faces. Yeah. So when you're looking at, like, pictures and scenes or, like, even watching movies and everything, like, it automatically searches for, like, people's faces, what they're doing, try to figure out, like, the communication and the relationship between them and everything. It's not normally looking, like, in the background, okay? So I was super excited when I realized that because a lot of places in the Bible talks about, like, you know, seeking God's face. I was like, it's already programmed in us to actually do that. So I just spoke out in my life. I was like, I activate that ability so that I, like my whole being, my body, my mind, my will, my emotions, all of it is seeking God's face first. So that's what I have to share. Isn't that awesome? Okay, that's all of our announcements. Yes. Deciding whether we should have kids live because our kids are not here for kids live. We have one visiting child, but 
that's okay if they would like to. Well, I don't think they would. Yes. You know, in Bible school, they said ministry is spelled W-R-K, but then you have to be flexible. Amen? Because it's a very fluid thing. Well, it's a great day. We're glad that you're here. And if you're visiting with us, thank you for visiting us. And uh, we'd love the opportunity to get you know you better. And uh, we have a lot of good things that are happening here. And... Uh, our youth, uh, they're entrepreneurs, and they have their uh, things in the back, and that uh, supports all the things that uh, they endeavor to do throughout the year. But uh, God is a good God, amen? amen? Hallelujah. And we're kicking off this year with uh, Jesus, because there's no party like a Holy Ghost party. And, uh, you know, any time that God... Uh, that a person made an investment in the kingdom of God, God never said no. You know, from the very time when Jesus was a baby, wise men traveled a great distance just to worship him and to give to him. And they gave him gold, frankincense, don't know how much gold, don't know how much frankincense, or don't know how much myrrh, but I'm sure it was significant because these were kings and uh, wise men and prominent people and, uh, you know, God never, God thought that Noah's offering after he landed the ark was a sweet smelling savor to him. And uh, anytime that we gather, of course, you know, we have an opportunity to give. Here at VCF, we don't pass a container, but you can give anytime during the service. We have a container by our bookstore, and uh, one as you came in, the wooden container. That's our seed planter. You can give anytime during the service. If you make a check, make it out to VCF. Uh, if you need a card, you can use that in the bookstore. And if you're watching online, thanks for tuning in. And you can give through our website that way. Um, hallelujah. So there's lots of ways to give so that God can bless you. Amen, Father. We just thank you for the givers and the gifts of, that people bring into your kingdom from here. And we just honor you and bless you and praise you. We love you. We call them blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, if you have your Bibles this morning, uh, you can follow along uh, or your devices, whatever. And uh, we're going to go to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, and uh, we're going to look at verse 13, and we're going to actually look at this chapter. And um, it's been on my heart very strong to, uh, you know, I believe that 24 is a year of, of more, right? It, I like to rhyme words. And um, God wants to increase us, but in order to do that, he wants us to have some strong faith. And we started a series in the beginning of January called Strong Faith, and today we're going to talk about the spirit of faith, the spirit of faith. And in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13, the Bible says, we having, not going to get, but we having the same spirit of faith. Everybody say the same spirit of faith. We have the same faith that a teenager had when he heard a giant talk about God. He said, I'm going to take you out. And that's, that spirit of faith rose up in David. And he took on that giant when no one else was willing to. That's what the spirit of faith does. We have the same spirit of faith. 
We have the same spirit of faith that, that got Esther's heart and she made a decision to save her people. She said, if I perish, I perish. Amen? The spirit of faith take, takes risks because it knows what it believes. See, I have the same spirit of faith. There was something that gripped the heart of these people. The, the, the faith that Noah had to spend a hundred years building a boat and, and, and not get discouraged and not give up and not quit until it was done. And when you got no one else supporting you but your very own family, eight people on the planet, and he did what God called him to do, that's the spirit of faith. Amen? Noah didn't consider himself the minority. He considered himself the majority. Because anytime God is with you, you're the majority. doesn't matter how many people are against you. Amen? We have the same spirit of faith that Joshua had when he marched around Jericho and he caused walls to fall. We have the same spirit of faith. Amen? We have the same spirit of faith that Elijah had when he took on the prophets of Baal and he called down fire from heaven. Amen? We have the same spirit of faith that Philip had when he went down to Samaria and preached Christ and the gospel changed the city. The Bible says there was great joy in that city. Amen? We have the same spirit of faith. There has been a spirit of faith that has been working in the earth ever since God created it. Amen? So it goes on to say, we having the same spirit of faith of faith according as it is written faith always lines up with god's word faith is not a feeling it's not an opinion it's what god said it's in the book so we having the same spirit of faith according as it is written I believed, and therefore have I spoken. There's two elements to faith, believing in your heart and speaking with your mouth. Those are two elements, and when people have a spirit of faith, they believe something that God said, and they say something that God said. I believe, and therefore I have spoken. Notice, we don't speak what we don't believe. Amen? But we believe, and and we speak what we believe. Faith comes by hearing the word of God, but it's released by what you say. The very simplest expression of faith is speaking words. God could have created the world any way that he wanted to, but he did it. How did he do it? Help me out. God spoke words. He said light. He looked at, he looked at the earth. It was darkness, but he said light, be. And what took precedent? What his word said caused light to to come into being. Amen? Okay? So we having the same spirit of faith according as it is written. I believed, therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. Now look at verse 14. Knowing. Faith knows some things. Faith has some confidence. Faith has some assurance. Faith has some certainty. Knowing that he which raised up the Lord Jesus shall raise up us also by Jesus and present us with you. Amen. 
The same spirit of faith that raised Christ from the dead dwells in believers in Christ Jesus. And he will quicken our mortal bodies. It was a he that raised Jesus. Amen? So this is the spirit of faith, right? The spirit is is the wind, the breath, or the spirit. And and faith is a belief, a trust, a confidence, and a, a persuasion in God. Amen? Even the gifts of the Holy Spirit in 1 Corinthians 12, the Bible says, by the same spirit we have the gift of faith. There's a spirit working. Amen? The spirit of faith is faith that's been branded by fire. How many got some branded by fire faith? Amen? It's, in other words, faith that's been branded by fire, it's alive. It's strong. It's powerful. It causes things to happen. The spirit of faith. All right? You know, not everybody has the same spirit. Jesus told uh, some Pharisees in John 8, he said, you are of your father, the devil. Let's go, let's go there for a second. Go with me to John chapter 8. I want you to see something here. John chapter 8 and verse 43. The word of God changed my life. And it can change yours too. Doesn't matter what situation you face. God's got an answer. He's got a solution. All right? So Jesus is talking here. And uh, let's, let's go. Let's look at verse 42. John 8, 42. Now Jesus said to them, If God were your father, you would love me. For I proceeded forth. And came from God. So we see that people who have a spirit of faith, they love Jesus. Amen? How many of you love Jesus? For I proceeded forth and came from God, neither came I of myself, but he sent me. Verse 43. Why do you not understand my speech? Someone who doesn't have the the spirit of faith, they don't know what Jesus is saying. They don't know what he's talking about. They don't have a clue what the Bible says. You know, people say a lot of things about the Bible that the Bible didn't say. Amen? Okay, why do you not understand my speech? Even because you cannot hear my word. Someone who does not have a spirit of faith, they don't have a relationship with the word. You know, if you're not taking in the word, what does it mean to have a relationship with the word? Hear the word, read the word, study the word. Amen? Jesus is the word, by the way. Okay, verse 44. You are of your father the devil. I thought we were all God's children. Jesus clearly said that there's some people that weren't his children. You are of your father the devil, and the lusts of your father you will do. How do we know that you're not of God? Because you act like the devil. (laughs) Amen? You know, Jesus doesn't act like the devil, and the devil doesn't act like Jesus. They're different. Some, some groups think that they're brothers. I mean, I'm not even going to touch that. That's just dumb. Okay? He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth. Someone who does not have the spirit of faith, they don't abide in the truth. 
They can pick, they, they can do without the truth. They don't need the truth to live. I don't know about you, but the truth is like oxygen for me. I need the truth. Amen? How else are you going to get free if you don't have the truth? Right? But you know the truth, and the truth will make you free. That's what the Bible says. Because there is no truth in him. See, someone who does not have the spirit of faith, they don't put the truth in them. They're not hearing the truth. They're not reading the truth. They're not studying the truth. All right? And uh, when he speaks a lie, he speaks of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. You know, if you lie, guess what? You're not acting like Jesus. You're acting like someone else. All right? So, what is the spirit of faith? You know, Daniel and Joseph are two characters in the Bible. The, the Bible says that Daniel had an excellent spirit. There was something different about Daniel than any other person in the Persian Empire. He, he had character, integrity. He, he was a man of prayer. And he was an exile from his own country into this country, and he rose to the top prominent position. Why? Because he had an excellent spirit. When you have a different spirit in you, you can do great things. Amen? And, and when Pharaoh had his dream in the days of Joseph, he said, how are we going to find a man in whom the Spirit of God is in? And he recognized that Joseph had the Spirit of God in him. Why? There was only one person in Egypt that could interpret that dream, and it was because someone had the Spirit of God on them. Amen? The Spirit of God made the difference in Joseph's life. Okay, so let's go back to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, and we're going to look at this chapter because it tells us qualities of the spirit of faith. Amen? How many want the spirit of faith? That's the spirit of victory. That's the spirit of overcoming. That's the spirit of mountain moving. I'm not a mountain climber, I'm a mountain mover. Amen? If there's a mountain in my way, I move it with my mouth. Hallelujah. If there's a giant in my way, I kill it with my mouth. Then I cut off his head. Amen? Okay, so we're going to look at verse 1, 2 Corinthians 4, verse 1. It tells us qualities of the spirit of faith. Therefore, seeing we have this ministry, we have, we, we have received mercy and we faint not. So number one, the spirit of faith receives mercy from God. Do you know how much the difference mercy made in your life? Because of mercy, we didn't get what we deserved. And God's mercy is new every morning. So the spirit of faith receives mercy from God. Do you know we got to recognize that God's mercy is a divine opportunity for a second chance. It's mercy that does that. Amen? Paul said that we have received this mercy, therefore we're in this ministry. You know, what was Paul? Was Paul a preacher before God got a hold of him? No. He, he was persecuting Christians. He was witnessing Christians being killed for their faith in Jesus Christ. He was putting Christians who believed in Jesus into jail. 
He was mistreating them and abusing them. And this is what he was. But God showed him mercy. He, he considered himself the least of the apostles. He said, I did these things in ignorance, but I received mercy. Mercy took a, a man who was a persecutor and made him into a preacher. Mercy changed his nature. We got to recognize that mercy is a divine opportunity for a second chance. Mercy helps you recover from a loss, develop something new, or overcome a mistake or correct a wrong. You know, sin makes us stupid. How many as a sinner did stupid things? You don't have to raise your hand because we all been there, right? And, but mercy comes along and it helps us recover from a loss. Mercy helps us restore things that were lost in that sinfulness. How many know that, that Paul entered into his calling after he met Jesus? And he wrote half the New Testament. God took a persecutor and a murderer and he caused them to write the half the New Testament. That's what mercy does. Hallelujah. So mercy helps you recover from a loss, develop something new. Paul had a new career. In three days, he changed his career. He went from persecuting to preaching in three days. He went from being a murderer to an apostle. Why? Because of mercy. Mercy. It helps you overcome a mistake. David, he made lots of mistakes in his journey of life. And yes, he suffered consequences of those mistakes, but God helped him overcome them. Amen? He was still a man after God's own heart. Why? He was quick to repent and quick to forgive. Hallelujah. We're developing some strong faith today. The spirit of faith. Look at Psalm 26, 11. Psalm 26, <clears throat> verse 11. Let's see what it says here. Hallelujah. Psalm 26 and verse 11. It says this, But as for me... I will walk in my integrity, redeem me, and be merciful unto me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We can pray for mercy. He was praying, be merciful to me. Amen? Glory to God. And God is willing to extend mercy to anybody who wants it. Anybody who asks for it can receive mercy. Hallelujah. Psalm 86 verse 3. It says, be gracious and merciful to me. Psalm 86, 3. Oh, Lord, be gr- for you I cry out all day long. How many know we can cry out for mercy? Amen. God is a God of mercy. Well, no, I thought he was a God of judgment. Let me tell you something. He'll show you a whole lot more mercy before he shows judgment. God's got a lot of patience for the precious fruit of the earth. Amen. So mercy is not getting what we deserve. Moses had a revelation of what mercy was. In Exodus 34, verses 6 and 7, Exodus 34, verses 6 and 7, uh, he wanted to see God's glory. 
How many know God's not nervous if you want, if you want to see his glory? He'll show it to you. But be prepared. <laughs> Amen? You know, when, when people saw angels, the Bible says a lot of them dropped to the floor like they were dead. I mean, this, this is an awesome sight. An incredible opportunity, right? So Exodus 34, verses 6 and 7, and this is from the Amplified, the Lord passed by in front of him and proclaimed the Lord, the Lord God, compassionate and gracious, slow to anger. That's God's mercy. Compassionate, gracious, slow to anger, abounding in loving kindness and truth, keeping mercy and loving kindness for thousands. There's that thousands again. Forgiving iniquity, transgression, and sin. He will by no means leave the guilty unpunished. Let me tell you something. God shows you mercy, but if you reject his mercy, you will suffer the consequences of your actions. He will by no, no wise clear the guilty. Uh, someone who's guilty is someone that's never changed. They've never taken that opportunity to receive God's mercy. Amen? So the spirit of faith has uh, receives mercy. You know, mercy helps you. Let's go back to 2 Corinthians 4. You might as well just save that place because we'll be going back to it. That's, that's our foundation. Okay? And notice it says that because we have mercy, we faint not. Hallelujah. That means um, we, don't, uh, we don't lose heart. We don't faint or collapse or become unsteady. Hallelujah. Because of God's mercy, uh, it, it kind of props us up. To, it's, it's like God's mercy will pick you up, dust you off, and say, okay, let's go on again. Yeah. All right? God's mercy is like when someone is practicing a line in a play and they miss a line and say, okay, retake. Right? Or, or in a movie, act number three, act number four. How many times does it take some actors to do a scene sometimes? Sometimes multiple takes until they get it right. But mercy is like that. Mercy is like that thing. Okay, act two, act three. You know, whatever, whatever they say. I don't, I forget what they say. You know, they got that snapping thing. Hallelujah. All right? Th- this word, faint not, you won't be a coward. You won't lose your courage. How many know it takes courage to follow Christ? Anybody can follow the world. The Bible says wide is the road that leads to destruction, but narrow is the way that leads to life. And it's called the way of holiness. It's easy to be destroyed, but it's a lot more difficult to walk in life. Amen? And God wants us to, for life. He wants us to walk in life. He wants us to have an abundant life. Hallelujah. Paul, out of all the things that Paul went through, he wasn't discouraged. He wasn't stopped. I mean, there was no minister probably persecuted more than Paul. How many of you have a traveling hit squad of Jews that say, we're not going to eat until you're dead? And that they show up in every one of your meetings where you're preaching. It's no wonder Paul had to travel with a physician because he was one giant big walking bruise. I mean, he was beaten with rods five times. He was whipped uh, three times. 
and he was shipwrecked, left for, he was stoned and left for dead. And the disciples gathered around him and prayed. He got back to life and went back into the city that stoned him. Amen? Okay. Hallelujah. So we don't need to grow weary or become discouraged. You know, mercy helps you overcome discouragement. If you start to get discouraged, you think about how good God is. How faithful God is, how loving God is, how patient God is, amen, how forgiving God is. Glory to God. When you come to him in faith, he receives you. It doesn't matter what you've done. Moses killed a man in Egypt. And God says, I want you to go back into Egypt and deliver my people. (laughs) Glory to God. Amen. Amen. There was a time when you were a people and you have not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Amen. Man, there was a time when I didn't have mercy, but I'm so glad I have it now. Glory to God. All right. Verse 2, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 2. We're talking about the spirit of faith. So, but have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty. Not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. The spirit of faith renounces uh, shameful deeds and avoids deceptive practices. When you live by the spirit of faith, you don't have anything to hide. When you live by the spirit of faith, your life is an open book. You're not afraid of accusations. Why? Because you're living like you need to live. Amen? They don't, the spirit of faith doesn't distort the word. It values the word. God's word is perfect the way God said it. I want you to go to Psalm 19 for a second. Psalm 19. I'm feeding you the word today. Like I always do. Why? The word is good. Psalm 19 verse 7. It says this. The law of the Lord is perfect. Converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure. Making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right. Rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold. How about that? The word of God is more valuable than gold. Yea, the fine gold. Talking about 18 carat, 24 carat, right? Sweeter than honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them, by the word of God, your servant is warned, and in keeping of them there is great reward. Everybody say great reward. You keep God's word, and God will reward you greatly. Who can understand his errors? Cleanse you, cleanse uh, you me from secret faults. Keep back your servant also from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. 
Then shall I be upright, and I shall be innocent from the great transgression. And this, this verse 14, we said this at Lee University. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Some say rock, my redeemer. But after every chapel, we had to say that. I still memorize that. And I graduated in 97. Hallelujah. But that's the word of God. Amen. See, the spirit of faith has open, honest, and an upright life. The spirit of faith is what you see is what you get. Right? The spirit of faith has a person who's real. You're not a pretender. You're not putting on a mask and pretending. You're real. You know, when you read the book of Psalms, you read some people who went some, who some real things. They didn't hold back, right? I mean, some of the psalmists would write, you know, these guys are surrounding me. They want to kill my life. Take them out, God. I'm paraphrasing, but they said stuff like that in the psalms. Oh, if I show my emotion, God will be nervous. Who do you think gave you your emotion? He just doesn't want you to be led by your emotions. You can show him. How do you think Jesus looked when he cleared the temple? He, looked, he probably looked pretty fierce and angry. Right? I mean, he didn't say, excuse me while I tip over your table. I mean, he went there, he went in with a whip. He cleared out people. He overturned tables. He, he, I mean, you got to think about this. He did it, but it was a righteous anger. Why? They were misusing God's things for men, men's works. You have made my father's house a house of prayer into a den of thieves. Let me tell you something. When Jesus corrects something, it can be pretty stern. It can be pretty fierce. Amen. Hallelujah. Here's what the Aramaic Bible in plain English says of verse 2. We reject shameful cover-ups. We do not walk in craftiness, neither do we deny the word of God, but we display our souls in the revelation of truth to all the minds of the children of men before God. See, a person with the spirit of faith, they're not afraid to be in front of people because they know that they're right with God. Amen? And uh, they can represent God. The, co- the contemporary English version says, We don't do shameful things that must be kept secret. And we don't try to uh, fool anyone or twist God's message around. God is our witness that we speak only the truth so others will be sure that we can be trusted. Oh, thank you. Hallelujah. All right? So um, there was a time when uh, we were slaves of sin, but because we met Jesus, he set you free. How many have been set free? Hallelujah. All right, let's go back to 2 Corinthians 4. And we're seeing qualities of the spirit of faith. This is how we need the spirit of faith today. Amen. And and I, I just need to say this about America. There are so many lies being propagated today. They need to stop in the name of Jesus in our country. Lies need to be stopped and they need to be exposed in Jesus name. Hallelujah. 
Aren't you glad that, we, we, you know, you know who uses shame, guilt, and condemnation? The enemy. When, when he, he gets you to sin through temptation, and then you sin, you give in to the temptation, then, he, then he, he loads you with guilt, shame, and condemnation. But Jesus set you free from all that. Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Why? It's the power of God unto salvation. Notice, to them that believe. There's a lot of people that don't believe. Okay? All right, number three. We find this in verses three and four. Second Corinthians four, three and four. If our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. In whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not. Notice, believe not. Lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Alright? The gospel is the good news of Jesus. And it's hidden to people who are perishing. Now what does it mean to perish? I'm glad you asked. Because I'm going to share it with you. Even, Even if you didn't ask, I was going to share it with you. What does it mean to perish? You know, uh, he says here, uh, the King James says to hit, it's, it, the gospel is hidden to them that are lost. Another translation says to them that are perishing. It means to do away from, to destroy, to destroy by cutting off entirely. If someone lives a life and they never accept Jesus during their life, and they die, they have been cut off from the life of God forever. And they go to hell. Hell's a place to avoid. Heaven's a place to get to. And we can only get there through Jesus Christ. Can't get there by works, can't buy your way in, can't get on someone's uh, coattails. You've got to have faith in Jesus Christ. All right? So someone who's perishing, they're going to be canceled out or removed. Uh, they're going to be destroyed. All right? And, you know, God wants you to know him. He wrote a book so that you could know him. He revealed himself so that we could know him. God wants us to know his will, his way, and his word. Amen? And Satan does not want you to know the one true God. He doesn't want you to know the word. That's why the Bible says when the word is sown, he tries to steal it immediately. He doesn't want you to know the word. Satan is a deceiver, the father of lies, and he operates in darkness. Jesus is the light of the world, and he said there is no darkness in me. Amen? Satan is the God of this world. That's something important to know. The spirit behind the world system today is Satan. The Bible says he's the God of this world. He got that place when man sinned, okay? But he's not going to remain the God of this world because the true, one true God is going to come back and send him to his retirement by the lake where he's going to burn forever. The blindness that Satan promotes causes evil. Did God create evil? No. Satan's got their minds blinded. Notice, it's very easy to blind someone's mind when they don't believe. 
Because the Bible says he blinds the minds of them that believe not. So when you don't believe the message of the cross, or you don't believe the message of Christ, or you don't believe that Jesus is the only way to be saved, or you don't believe that you need to be saved to go to heaven, then you're deceived. Okay? Unbelievers do not see God's illuminating light or the glory of Jesus in the image of God. You know, uh, the Bible says that the message of the cross is foolishness to them that are perishing. To those in the world, I don't know why you Christians go to church on a Sunday to hear those words. To them, that's foolish. But to those that believe, it's the power of God and the salvation. Amen? Hallelujah. Believers see, but unbelievers are blind. Believers believe God, unbelievers do not. Believers accept God's message, unbelievers do not. Believers step out and act in faith, unbelievers are unmoved as life unravels. Believers strive to imitate Christ in all, all his ways. Unbelievers imitate the world. Believers value God's word, God's places, God's things, and God's people, and the Holy Spirit's fruit, power, and gifts. Unbelievers do not. Hallelujah. We value God's gifts, truth, realities, promises, revelations, They're unknown to unbelievers, but to believers, they're made known. So you got to evaluate people who you hang around with. Do they believe or do they not? That is the question. All right? So the spirit of faith, uh, it uh, has eyes opened and it experiences and enjoys uh, God's light. We walk in the light. We live in the light. Amen. Amen. Walk in the light as I am in the light. Hallelujah. All right. Let's go back to 2 Corinthians 4. Uh, This is verses 4 and 5. In whom, uh, okay, the God of this world, yeah, we read that. uh, For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake. So the spirit of faith preaches Christ the Lord. Amen. Amen. What happens when you preach Christ? Things change. Philip went down and he preached Christ to Samaria in Acts chapter 8. And the Bible said that he healed people, devils were cast out, and uh, people that were palsy were, were healed, and there was great joy in the city. Say great joy in the city. How did that come about? By someone going and preaching Christ. Christ the anointed one. Christ the Messiah. Amen. Christ, the soon-coming king. Hallelujah. It's all about Jesus. This is not about us. This is not about me. This is about Jesus. We're here to magnify Jesus. We need to magnify Jesus in our lives. Amen? It's about Jesus. It's about his message. It's about his story. You want accurate history? Follow his story. This is all about Jesus. It's not about people's opinion, feelings, or experiences of the past. It's about Jesus. Some people are dominated by their past. 
Yeah, maybe they've asked God to forgive them, but maybe they haven't forgiven themselves. If God's forgiven you, it's okay to forgive yourself. Amen? See, I forgive myself because I received the Lord's forgiveness. Amen? We're not here to live by our past. It's about time you move on. God didn't call you to be a grave robber. He called you to be a mountain mover. Amen? He calls you to be a powerful witness for his kingdom and his goodness. This is, it's about the Lord's presence, his anointing, his message, his character, his nature, his spirit. Go to Romans chapter 15 for a minute. Romans chapter 15. Hallelujah. God is good. God is good. Isn't that awesome? God never has a bad day. God never has a bad moment. And God always has a minute. Why? Wow, he's eternal. Amen? Acts 15, I'm sorry, Romans 15, verse 17. Notice what it says here. I have therefore, whereof I may glory through Jesus Christ in those things which pertain to God. For I will not dare speak, I will not dare to speak of any of those things which Christ has not wrought in me. In other words, Paul is committing to magnify the message of Christ in his life. Amen? To make the Gentiles obedient by the word and deed. Though mighty, through mighty signs and wonders, by the power of the Spirit of God, that so that from Jerusalem and round about to uh, that place, Illyricum or whatever, I have fully preached the gospel of Christ. Everybody say the gospel of Christ. It has signs. It has wonders. It has power. It can transform a life. It can change a heart. It can bring someone out of darkness into the light. The, there's, a, there's a power in the message of Christ. Hallelujah. We serve a resurrected Savior, a living Savior. He's not dead. He's not gone away. His works hasn't been uh, fully completed yet. His gifts are certainly not away. If his gifts went away, then so did salvation. And salvation is still here, so his gifts must still be here too. Hallelujah. I get excited about Jesus. And I'm not ashamed about it. I'm not concerned about it. I'm going to be excited for, about Jesus. I was excited the day I met Jesus when I was 12 years old. And I met him and he came into my life. He changed my life. And then I discovered that I had a calling and a purpose and an assignment. And I'm doing that. Amen? But the spirit of faith, we have God's glory and majesty shining in our hearts. Hallelujah. Glory to God. God shines in our hearts. And look at what uh, Paul said in verse 20, Romans 15, 20. I have strived to preach the gospel not where Christ was named. Man, he went to places where people never heard about Christ, where people never saw his work, and he went there and preached. And out of that, he set up churches. He built the body of Christ. People got saved who never heard the message before. That's the power of the message of Christ. The spirit of faith magnifies Christ. Hallelujah. 
Go to Acts 26 and verse 18. Acts 26 and verse 18. Look at this. This is, this is our testimony. Acts 26 and verse 18. I have it down here, but I'm just turning it. Notice what it says. 26, Acts 26, 18. This was the purpose of the message. To open their eyes. God wants your eyes opened. To, to uh, turn them from darkness to light. Hallelujah. I've been turned from darkness to light. The light is much better. I can make my way around the light, but I can't make my way around the darkness. And from the power of Satan unto God. Satan had a power over me. His his grip on my life was sin. I had a sin nature, but I was turned. God took my nature. He took my sin nature and he gave me his nature. Because if any man be in Christ, you are a new creature. Old things are passed away. Old habits are gone. Behold, all things have become new. Hallelujah. Let's walk in the newness of life. Look at your neighbor and say, you're looking new. Hallelujah. That they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance. Love that word. Among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. Hallelujah. How many have been turned? Glory to God. You've been turned from darkness to light. You've been turned from wrong to right. Hallelujah. That's the spirit of faith working on the inside of you. There's a spirit of faith that is working in you, leading, guiding, and directing you, inspiring you, revealing things to you. Hallelujah. The spirit of faith works in conjunction with Holy Spirit. All right, let's go back to 2 Corinthians 4. We're almost done. I can see the finish line in sight. Doesn't mean I'm there yet, but I can see it. Y'all doing good? You getting inspired? You're having some good faith food today. I went to VCF and had a faith brunch. Hallelujah. All right, 2 Corinthians 4. And let's look at verse 7. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. The spirit of faith has precious treasure in them. Did you know that you are a precious treasure chest for God? He gave his greatest investment into you. He invested his son Jesus. For God so loved the world that he gave. His one and only begotten son, that whosoever, you are whosoever, believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Hallelujah. How many like treasure? What do you do with treasure? You keep it safe. You protect it. One with the spirit of faith knows who they are and what they possess. Do you know who you are? Do you know whose you are? Paul said, I know in whom I believed, and I know that whatever I commit into his hands, he's able to keep. Paul lived by that because he faced some challenges, some difficulty. Amen? You know what you have in you? You have the power of God in you. You have the glory of God in you. Oh, hallelujah. You have the anointing of God in you. And you have the grace of God in you. 
God gave you grace. He, he, he invested his riches and his wealth in you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We are his treasure chest. Go to Ephesians chapter 1 for a second. Oh, my goodness. Beware, I warn you, this may cause you to shout. But shouting is okay. Running is okay. You know, it's funny. I mean, we're, we're in the NFL playoff time. And uh, if you like football or if you don't, I mean, but whatever you like, right? If, if we were to watch you, watching what you like, and just record your response, right? And uh, I bet we would see you getting into it, right? You'd be, you'd be complaining about the refs from your lazy boy chair. Because <laughs> it's so easy to be an armchair quarterback, let me tell you, when you're not on the field. And, you know, but whatever your favorite thing is, it may not be football, but it's something, you get into it. Right? But then you come to church, you'll be like, crickets. We ought to be getting into the greatest victory that ever has been achieved over every enemy and every foe right here is what Jesus did. Right? We ought to get excited about his written word because this is his promises that he gave to us. Amen? If there's anything worthy about getting excited over, it's about Jesus. Now, if you get excited over your favorite thing and you don't get excited about Jesus, you need another dip. You know how, how many's ever had the chocolate dipped ice cream cone, right? They dip it into that hot fudge and it becomes hard. Sometimes you can get a double dip, right? That's double chocolate on that ice cream cone. And, and you dip it again, right? And you get another hard coating on it. Glory to God. That's like Jesus. Jesus is so good, I had to get a double. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Did you know that God invested some wealth in you? He invested it. Ephesians 1.18, that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Everybody say, in the saints. He put his glory of his inheritance in the saints. He deposited in our hearts. Hallelujah. Say, I have inheritance in me. Say, I have a rich, wealthy inheritance in me. Yeah. All right, let's go back to 2 Corinthians. Hallelujah. Y'all doing good? All right. Let's look at verses... uh, 8 to 12, 8 to 12, by honor and dishonor, by evil report and good report, as deceivers or imposters, and yet true, as unknown, oh, I'm sorry, I'm reading the wrong place, I'm going to get in the right place, 2 Corinthians 4, 8, you'd be like, where is he, where, pastor's gone off somewhere, all right. How about this? We are troubled on every side. How many's ever had trouble on every side? But notice, yet not 
yet not distressed. Oh, we're getting somewhere. We are perplexed or puzzled, but not in despair. We are persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. For we which live are always delivered unto death for Jesus' sake. That's called dying daily. Wouldn't that be a good news broadcast? Welcome to dying daily today. We're going to help you die daily. I don't think I'm going to watch that program. I don't feel like dying today. Welcome to dying daily. We're always delivered unto death for Jesus' sake, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our mortal flesh. So then death works in us, but life in you. Now here's the point. The spirit of faith always overcomes, is always victorious, and always triumphs. Everybody say always. always. Over against any difficulty, any challenge, any opponent, any, any uh, uh, problem, you are overcoming, you are victorious, you are triumphant, always. The spirit of faith always is triumphant. You, you get the victory just by showing up. The minute D- David stepped on that battlefield, he knew that he had the victory over any opponent of God. We've got to walk in victory. Muhammad Ali. He called himself a champion before he was, but he became it. Why? He walked in that knowledge of it. Amen? Fly like a butterfly, sting like a bee. Hallelujah. We are always victorious. I'm troubled, but I'm not distressed. I'm I'm puzzled, but I'm not in despair. Why? I have answers. I have solutions. I have a God who knows all. I have a God who is all. I have a God who is my I am that I am. I'm persecuted. Yeah, but I'm not forsaken. There's someone with me while I'm being persecuted. Amen? I'm cast down, but I'm not destroyed. Why? I keep getting up. I keep getting up. I keep getting up. Life may knock you down, but you keep getting up. Don't stop getting up. That's the spirit of faith. Peter went to Jesus and he said, uh, how many times should I forgive my brother? Seven? And I can see Jesus just smiling. Seventy times seven. I can see Peter's face. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Amen. Amen. Sometimes God knew we're going to need some overcoming help. Amen. 70 times 7. Right? Hallelujah. This is what the spirit of faith is. It always overcomes. It's always victorious. Always bearing about the body, the dying of the Lord Jesus. Just as Jesus' body was marked, my heart has been marked by God. I have God's signature on my heart. He wants to write his law on your heart. That's the kind of God. He takes a heart of stone out of you and he puts a heart of flesh in you. One that's pliable. One that he can mold and shape like a potter and clay. Hallelujah. This is the spirit of faith. 
This, these qualities are in a person with the spirit of faith. Amen? The spirit of faith receives mercy from God. Have you received your mercy today? You know, by the way, God makes mercy fresh every day. You've come here today to God's bakery to get some fresh mercy. I baked it just for you. I'm giving it to you for free. It's not a sample. I'll give you the whole loaf. That's what God is saying to you today. Spirit of faith receives mercy. Amen? The spirit of faith renounces shameful deeds. It avoids deception. And it does not distort God's word. The spirit of faith has open eyes and experiences and enjoys God's light. Are you enjoying God's light? Amen? Some of us need to be touched by the light. Glory to God. The spirit of faith preaches Christ as Lord. There's power in what Christ has done. The spirit of faith has precious treasure in them. God loved you enough to invest his greatest gift into you. That's awesome. And the spirit of faith always overcomes and is victorious and triumphs. Amen? And then finally, verse 15, 2 Corinthians 4, 15. The spirit of faith. For all things are for your sakes, that the abundant grace might through the thanksgiving of many redound to the glory of God. For which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yea, the inward man is renewed day by day. For our light affliction, anything that you've went through in life up to this point, it is a light affliction. Why? It can't be compared, which is but for a moment, works for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Because you're here today, you are able to say, I went through it. It didn't knock you down. It didn't uh, keep you down. You're here today to testify that I, I made it through. Say, I made it through. While we, verse 18, while we look not at the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal. This world is temporal. Take your eyes off of this world, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Look to God. Amen? So finally, the spirit of faith increases in thanksgiving and the glory of God. The spirit of faith is a thankful spirit. It's a grateful spirit. And, and it gives thanks to God. It finds everything, even in bad situations, it finds something good about God to give, be thankful for. Amen? And with God's abounding grace, you overcome discouragement through thanksgiving. If you feel that you're getting discouraged, start thanking God for who he is, what he's done, and what he's done for you, and your discouragement will be like, I'm out of here. It will leave. Amen? You know, David, uh, he, he, he had a, a, a place called Ziklag, and uh, he was, you know, David was a corporate raider. <laughs> He would go out on raids, and uh, that's how he, he got his income and things. And while they were out on a raid, another band had attacked Ziglag. 
And uh, when David and his men came back, they found Ziklag burned, all the women and children gone, and uh, it was a very uh, sorrowful time. It was a very sorrowful moment. David's men were distressed. They, they, they were weeping and crying over the loss, and they thought of stoning David as if it was David's fault. And so David didn't have anyone to encourage him in the Lord. He didn't have a cheerleader. He didn't have one in his corner. And so you know what David did? He encouraged himself in the Lord. He began to give God thanks for who he is and what he's done for his nature, for his character, for his goodness, for his kindness, for his faithfulness. I guarantee if you do that, discouragement will not hang around. It will leave. When you start magnifying God and you fill the atmosphere with his presence, evil leaves. Darkness flees. Because David had a spirit of faith. When you ain't got nobody in your corner, you've got God who's always in your corner. God has never left you in the corner. God has been with you through it all. You can always encourage yourself in the Lord. And David began to encourage himself. He said, shall I go pursue and will I recover? God said, go and get him. That's my paraphrase. You'll, re- you'll recover all. How did, how, did, how did that plan come about? Because he started thanking God. He started encouraging himself in the word. Amen? And uh, David went to Ziklag and they whooped the enemy. They took back everything. They didn't lose anything. Amen? Hallelujah. We're going to Ziklag today. Why? Because we have a spirit of faith. We can go into the enemy's camp and we can take back what he has stolen from us. Has the enemy stolen some things from you? Maybe it's time. Maybe it's a relationship. Maybe it's something else. But guess what? You can get it back today. Why? Because you have a spirit of faith. Amen? Hallelujah. Paul wrote in 1 Timothy 1.14, he said, The grace of our Lord flowed out in superabundance with the faith and love which are in Christ Jesus. Everybody say superabundance. Today is an opportunity to receive God's superabundant grace. What is that? Superabundant favor, superabundant ability, superabundant power. Grace is not just the, the favor of God, but it, it's all encompassing. By grace are you saved through faith. Grace is God's offer. Faith is the acceptance of the offer. How many know God can give you an offer, but there's a lot of people that haven't accepted the offer? Is salvation available to everybody? But how come everybody's not saved yet? Because not everybody has accepted the offer. The grace for them to be saved is there, but they got to accept it. Right? So, and the spirit of faith is renewed day by day, every day. Renewing the mind, amen? How do we renew ourselves? Let me just give you this and then I'm going to close. Right? How, do, how are we renewed? What does it say? We look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are, are not seen are eternal. Right? And uh, we're, we're, I'm sorry, verse 16. We're being renewed day by day. Our inward man. Everybody say our inward man. That's your spirit. That's where the spirit of faith is. All right, how do we do that? Read scriptures. Oh, that's a really deep revelation. 
These are real deep. <laughs> worship the Lord. Oh, wow. You mean I, I should actually worship the Lord? Yeah. Dwell in his presence. Take some time with God. Get to know him. Fellowship with like precious faith. Confess God's word over your life. You know, there was a youth pastor that had, had a, a youth meeting, and uh, they were getting ready to go in. He said, I'm sorry, all the donuts are gone, right? So when he got up, he was going to lead the people in the confession, but he said, uh, we're, we're going to make our confection because he had donuts on his mind. <laughs> All right, so read the scriptures, worship the Lord, dwell in his presence, fellowship with like, like precious faith, confess God's word over your life, pray. Oh, my goodness, has it come to that? <laughs> Why do people treat prayer as a last resort? Oh, you mean we got to pray? Should have done that first. It might have done better. Might have worked out a little bit better. You know, when you're on fire, you don't want to run around. You want to stop, drop, and roll. When your life's on fire, you want to stop, drop, and pray. Pray in English. Pray in tongues. Pray to the Lord often in a day, every day. And you will have the spirit of faith. And it's necessary to have the spirit of faith. Amen? God gave it to us. Let's put it into practice. Let's Let's actually live by faith. Not by our feelings, not by what the world says, not by the world's economy, but let's live by what God said. Amen? You want to experience more in 24? We've got to have the spirit of faith. Amen? Hallelujah. We completed a whole chapter today. Amen? If you need prayer for anything today in your life, if you need prayer to be healed, you know, number one, if you don't know Jesus, you could, you could meet him today. He would love to meet you. He already knows you so well. He knows how many hairs are on your head. And, uh, but he wants to be your Savior and your Lord. And if you, if you want him to be that for you, you can. But if you need prayer in your life too, prayer for healing, prayer for health,